Hello, and welcome to our Yoga Hero Teachers podcast. This podcast is being created to help yoga teachers teach with passion, avoid burnout, and earn a fair living. A little while ago, on our Yoga Hero Teachers Instagram account, we asked yoga teachers what tips they wish they'd known when starting out teaching. This episode is a combination of those responses, plus the questions and advice we get asked about most regularly. As the title for the episode states, the episode is primarily aimed at new yoga teachers, but there's bound to be some inspiration and some food for thought for experienced yoga teachers too. So if you've been teaching a little while, keep on listening. We all know that going back to basics and having a beginner's mind is a really important part of crafting your teaching. The tips start off with sequencing tips because nailing your sequencing and building confidence seem to take up most of a new yoga teacher's time and mental bandwidth. And then we'll look at some practical teaching tips and some self-care tips too. But above all, our biggest tip is to look after yourself, to never put your needs at the bottom of the pile. You know how you're told to put your oxygen mask on before someone else is on a plane? Well, that, but in life, you really are able to give the most of yourself and the best of yourself when you're looking after yourself. That said, let's dive into these tips. Tip number one, you do not need a new sequence every week. We have a whole podcast episode about this, but this is still a question we get asked such a lot by such a lot of yoga teachers and it is a concern that many have, setting aside the time to plan, to practice, to modify and to learn sequences is a huge demand. So While your yogis might not want to do the same sequence week in, week out, year in, year out, they might not remember, no offence, what you taught last week or last month. Our advice is to have a few sequences in the bank and adapt the focus or the intention of the class or change the length of time in Shavasana or change the starting asana to spice it all up a bit. Episode 16 is called Do I Need a New Sequence Each Week? And it's linked to in the show notes, so go give it a listen after this one. Tip number two, nail your sequencing notes. Honestly, writing usable sequencing notes is half the battle for new yoga teachers. I've seen reams and reams of paper used with every little instruction written out. I've seen stick people. I've seen various like short codes <laughs> for different asana names. There are so many options. In terms of writing out the entire sequence with lots of detail, a very strong word of warning here. You'll lose your place as soon as you look away from your notepad. So writing out every detail is counterintuitive. That said, especially when you're newer to teaching, and if you haven't had much opportunity to practice teaching, it can feel very nerve-wracking to not note down the prompts of what you'd like to say. So experiment with different options and pay attention to what works for you. 
No one ever, ever, ever (laughs) needs to see or understand your sequences. They're for you only. And we do have a free sequencing workbook. This is linked to in our show notes. Tip number three, keep it simple. Well, keep it simple is quite excellent advice for all aspects of life. (laughs) But here we're talking about it in relation to your sequencing. New yoga teachers often really dread the idea of boring their yogis. And so to keep the class fresh and, and interesting and not boring, new yoga teachers sometimes overcomplicate their sequences. Here is my advice from my heart. Keep it simple. Let the nuances of your class come from thoughtful instruction or from layering in a philosophy concept or a meaningful intention rather than overly complex sequencing. The classes that I've been to by trainee and new yoga teachers that have included huge mistakes and huge problems have always, always had a complex sequence. I'd recommend considering sticking to two, three, four asanas per sequence per side with something between sides like a vinyasa or a balasana child's pose or a tadasana mountain pose or something, especially at first. Each vinyasa or each transition between sides gives you a sly opportunity to collect yourself and to check your notes while people aren't looking at you. Whereas if you have eight asanas or 12 or 10 (laughs) per side per sequence you are massively increasing the margin for error in terms of remembering the order the names the instructions the transitions honestly keep it simple start off by making it easier for yourself and well within your ability as your confidence and experience and ability grows which it will do so too can the complexity of your sequence Tip number four, layer your alignment cues. This is an art and a skill, especially when teaching open level classes. And it's closely linked with our next point, which is to move off your yoga mat. For layering your alignment cues, first of all, aim your cues at the person in your class who's newest to yoga. Okay, (laughs) I know at this point you're probably thinking, well, But the more experienced yogis will get bored hearing like where to put the feeding warrior to. But A, don't underestimate how much these more experienced yogis are in their own experience. They're thinking how they should have practiced yesterday or wondering why they feel so fatigued or wishing they just hadn't really pressed send on that email that morning. (laughs) And B, often more experienced yogis feel like it's a stamp on their effort and their regular practice that they know the alignment they feel rewarded for that and see well if they're bored (laughs) that's on them only boring people get bored you're not there to entertain not really you're there to guide and you need to guide everyone safely especially the newbies okay so back to layering your cues look at your sequencing and see the poses that you repeat all the asanas in a vinyasa probably all the asanas in a sun salutation, lunges, warriors, go through these asanas that you repeat and determine what cues are non-negotiable. These are usually cues for safety. And what cues are added extras? 
which are helping people get the most out of each pose and out of their practice. But if they don't do them, it's not an injury risk. Now that you've distinguished between the two sets of cues, you can go ahead and use this in your teaching straight away. The first time you visit a pose, use your non-negotiable cues for safety and that's it. Nice and clear and concise. Then the next time you get there, concisely reiterate your safety cues and add on a nice to have. The third time you get there, add on another cue to help people get the most from the pose. If you haven't taught like this before, it might feel a bit sticky at first. Be patient with yourself as you transition. But remember, it really is such an incredible skill to have to be able to offer safe, beneficial and enjoyable yoga to all levels. Okay, but there is a potential issue here. This only works if you're looking at, if you are observing your yogis. You cannot assume that the non-negotiable safety instructions have been understood and remembered. You need to see it in your yogi's bodies who are practicing in front of you. But (laughs) you don't want to be craning your neck in like different poses to see what people are up to. So this leads us on to... Tip number five, move off your yoga mat. A little context might be useful here. In teacher trainings before COVID, our trainees would teach each other. I'd attend those classes and I'd give feedback. And I'd almost always say, put more effort into moving off your mat. Then as studios started to open up after lockdowns, teachers needed to stay on their mat, either because of social distancing ruling or because they were being streamed for a hybrid live online class. Because of that, moving off the mat has seemingly become less of a priority for teachers, but I'd argue it isn't needed any less than it used to be. For now, if you tend to teach quite stuck to your mat, just practice moving off the mat when people aren't looking at you. It's much easier, I promise. For example, when your yogis are in balasana, child's pose, when they're in downward dog, Get up, get off your mat and go and look at their bodies and their alignment from the side of the room and the back of the room. It really is amazing what you learn. Again, behind, be patient with yourself and build up the confidence to do this as you get experience teaching. Tip number six, teach who's in front of you. This leads nicely onto a tip that should be more obvious than it is which is to teach who is in front of you. The ability and the confidence to do this is down to the flexibility of your sequence, your confidence, your knowledge, especially your anatomical knowledge, and your ability to watch your yogis as they practice. Be open to change. Be able to slow down or speed up your sequence. Be open to missing out chunks of the sequence altogether. And if you've used our sequencing workbook, you'll know how easy that can be to do. Be open to adding in more options for rest or more challenging options such as sheer shasana, headstand, from prasari to padottanasana, wide leg forward fold, for example. Teaching who's in front of you, responding to their facial expressions, the options they take when you give options, their alignment in different asanas, will allow you to deliver the class that they need. 
It really is a skill and it comes with time and experience. You can do it. I know you can do it. Keep working on all these tips and keep being patient with yourself. Tip number seven, have a plan for when it hits the fan. (laughs) You will 100% teach a class where you completely forget the words for left and right. Not just which is which, but the actual words themselves. You'll forget what a leg is. You'll forget how to instruct bend or straighten or breathe. (laughs) You'll forget your entire sequence and it'll be on the one day you left your sequencing notebook at home. It's going to happen. (laughs) So let's make a plan for it now. Your when it hits the fan plan could be a backup sequence on your phone. It could be putting everyone in child's pose or downward puppy or shavasana so that you can collect your thoughts and get yourself together. It could be a pranayama technique so that everyone's eyes are closed and you breathe with them. Your plan is your plan. And once you've set it, it's there for life. So you never need to be completely stuck for what to do. Tip number eight, get teaching experience. And here's the most obvious one of them all. to get more and more and more teaching experience. The thing is, to get experience, you need confidence. But to get confidence, you need more experience. So it's a real chicken and egg situation. So let's look at gaining experience in pressure-free ways. Consider teaching friends, family, colleagues, basically anyone that you trust to be kind and honest with you. Consider teaching for free or pay as you feel or for charity. Whilst we're not recommending teaching for free free, if you are getting something in return like experience and feedback, you might feel that that's payment enough. And finally, look for feedback and mentoring schemes online or at studios near you. We have a newly qualified yoga teacher scheme at our studio and online. If you want to have a look at that, it's linked to in the show notes. Tip number nine, pause at the beginning of each and every class. New yoga teachers tend to say yes, yes, at every opportunity, which is exciting but can leave you running between classes like a bit of a mad thing. You know the feeling, the traffic is bad or the bus is late and you are right on the last minute for your class. You dash in, roll out your mat and immediately it's, hi yogis, how are you? Welcome to class. Okay, we're going to start in Shavasana. So uh, come and line your back. (laughs) Well, in those classes and indeed in all classes, force yourself to breathe slowly and deeply with your yogis. Be still. Take a deep inhale for your count of four and a deep exhale for your count of six a few times and feel how you settle into the moment. It'll keep you present and it'll really improve your class. Tip number 10, keep practicing. This doesn't mean 90 minutes of vinyasa every damn day. It means get on your mat and do a nidra or some yin or some pranayam or some sutra study or something. Something for you, the person, not you, the yoga teacher, you, the person. Keep reminding yourself and experiencing the many, many benefits of this wonderful practice. 
Your practice keeps you connected and whole and helps your teachings be authentic. Tip number 11, know why you're teaching. We have a whole episode on this soon, but for now, answer this question or at least ponder over the question and hold the answer in your heart. Why do you teach yoga? And last but not least, tip number 12, define who you are as a yoga teacher. The overwhelm of trying to be all things to all people is knackering. Knowing who you are and who you want to teach helps you understand where to put your valuable resources of mental bandwidth, time and energy. And it's never too early to do this. Podcast episode 23 is all about defining who you are as a yoga teacher. And of course, it's linked to in the show notes. Okay, yoga teachers, there's 12 top tips to help you be the best yoga teacher that you can be. We could have written 120 tips and still kept going, but the idea is to give you some food for thought, to get into good habits, and to remind you to keep being kind to yourself. If you have a couple of minutes free, we'd be so, so, so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And if you can share it with a training, new or experienced yoga teacher too, well, that would just be amazing. We'd be so grateful. All the show notes are available for you at yogahero.co.uk forward slash podcast 24. We'd love to know how you're finding these episodes and if they're useful. Please do let us know by emailing hello at yogahero.co.uk or sending a DM to Yoga Hero Teachers on Instagram. And above all, Happy, happy teaching.